As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, it's Cavino and Rich. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Hankook Dynapro AT2 Extreme. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. They can help you in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job or a new full-time role, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com. That's ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. I'm R.J. Bell with the Sports Betting Headlines for Wednesday. The Grizzlies even up the series as underdogs. That line was irrational, but they were underdogs. They even it up against Golden State, and Morant puts up 47. 47. Celtics even up the series. They outscore Milwaukee by 51 points from three-point land. That series evened up. And now, if you look at the series price, Celtics are favored again. We're looking ahead, 76ers trying to even it up and beat still out. He's worth about five points, and the line is eight. Miami favored by eight at home. Here comes a four-hour of the Vegas Street covering all that and more. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. This is Straight Out of Vegas with the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. You heard it. I'm RJ live in Las Vegas, live on a Wednesday, live on 225 FSR stations across this great, great nation. As I said in the headlines, what a crazy line. Who could have liked Golden State in that line? Only a dope. Uh, Only a dope. Not saying that. It's just it's interesting to kind of pull back the curtain. We have. Oh, wait, AJ, you did have Golden State against me. It's going to be fascinating to hear his take on the game. Was it lucky? Was is is Golden State got Memphis right where they want them? It's stay tuned, stay tuned. Sports betters listen for the money. Sports fans listen to no more than their buddies. 
He is the fan who beats the man. Doesn't beat me as much. A.J. Hoffman. Thanks, RJ. Great to be here today. The Warriors lose game two and maybe more importantly lose Gary Payton the second. The Celtics dominate their game two without Marcus Spart. And we know now which NFL games will be played out of country. What is the Vegas lead today? Let's start with Morant. I think that obviously this is a team that struggled in the first round even, you could say. And they played very competitive in game one, one in game two played aggressive. It seemed to take the fight to Golden State. So it feels like to me it's it's the emergence of a team. It's an emergence of a player. The Grizzlies even up the series at one apiece, winning outright as two-point dogs over the Warriors. Ja Morant, 47 points, eight rebounds, eight assists in the win. So in our notes before the show, you said Morant becomes a superstar. Make your case. You know, we talked about it uh, maybe a couple weeks ago when we were talking about Jason Tatum kind of emerging, and we were talking about the best players under 25, and I don't think anyone here mentioned John Morant. And what he's done in these playoffs kind of brings to light what he did in the regular season. This Grizzlies team wasn't even supposed to be a playoff team. They're the second seed in the the Western Conference. John Morant is, you know, there, there is depth on this team, but John Morant is by far the, the driving force of this team. I think that we've got to look at John Morant, especially after last night, and say, this is a superstar. This, is, this guy is the real deal. This isn't like a prospect. This guy is, is real now. Well, if I'm not mistaken, and I don't think this has been announced, but Mackenzie, you can help me on this. I think Morant's the favorite to be the most improved player, right? He won the most improved He player. won. Okay. Yes. When, so think about that for a second. I mean, uh, entering the year, Mackenzie, Morant was what on your – was he Was he like maybe 35? Yeah, right around 35, 40. Yep. Okay. Can you look that up, please? The – to me, the idea of someone who is just let, – let's think. If you're in the top 30 – you are one of the be- you're the number one player on a team in theory if it was spread out evenly which is not going to be but like for every team there's one player let's say yep that is pretty darn good to say a player like that and i think it's unequivocal Morant was the best player on Memphis entering the year for that sure. player to become most improved player i mean i'm not sure i've ever seen a player i mean when's the last time a player that good became most improved player, you know, entering the year. So his end point is, is, is mighty impressive. Now, what I think went against the narrative of his superstardom, John Morant, was how good Memphis's record was without him this year. And as you mentioned, a very deep team, and they, they were able to overcome his absence. I think it was 18-2 and two at one point straight up. And... I do think, though, that in the playoffs, it's a different game. And those teams that are deep without a guy you can lean on don't do as well in the playoffs. So I would make the case Morant is even more valuable in the playoffs and was mighty impressive, obviously, last night. Yeah, and they just they had no answer for him. Every, every, everything they tried was was failing and... 
John Morant took over a game, which is what you ask superstars to do in the playoffs. And that's what we always talk about. Can is Do they have that guy who's capable of shouldering the load when they need to? John Morant last night proved that he is that guy. And even though they had some nice comebacks and all that, it, it's hard to say that the first series was impressive. I mean, if you say here's a team that's emerging upon the playoffs, it, they're, they're, they're new participants, and what you saw in round one was not impressive. They, they advanced, so that was awesome. But uh, it was a way fluky, you could say, those comebacks. And if you look at how much Memphis was outscored before the fourth quarter in that series, it was like, okay, now you got Golden State. It's not going to be uh, shrink, shrinking violets down the stretch. And it didn't bow too well. Um how much reevaluate? Now, obviously, you've been a Golden State uh, homer or a fan, um, ad, uh, a fanatic maybe is better. It, how much have you upgraded Memphis in your mind off of these two games? Uh, slightly, uh, not, not significantly. I, I've more maybe downgraded uh, Golden State after last night because I think losing Gary Payton is a pretty big deal. Now, uh, I'm so, going to ask you, where would Peyton have ranked on Golden State's roster uh, value-wise entering the, the playoffs? And you, if you need a minute for that, take it. We are straight out of Vegas. I'm R.J. Bell. Something else that I find curious, A.J., is if, if we're saying, hey, Morant's emerged, this has been his coming out party, how can the him answering the question, is he that level of player that can carry a team in the playoffs? How can't that be an upgrade for Memphis? I guess, I mean, you make a good point there. Because in the first round, in the second loss, when John Morant scored like 10 points, 11 points, I said, oh, man, I wonder if John Morant, is if he's going to fade in these games. And that was a one-point loss. I had questions about John Morant, and so far through two games, even the loss, John Morant's answered those questions. So, yeah, maybe maybe Memphis does deserve more of an upgrade. Do you have uh, where Peyton would have been on your list? Probably fifth, sixth. Okay, so they they lost their sixth guy, and it's like, oh, my God, what are we going to do? Yeah, it's not as simple as that, RJ. You know it's not as simple as that. Help me understand. Help me understand. The only reason he would is even on the floor. He's got one job. It's like Andre Iguodala when they were when they were playing James Harden in the playoffs. It, you've got one job, and it's to take away their best guy, uh, and that was his job was to slow down John Morant. And obviously, last night with him on the floor or off the floor, there was no slowing down John Morant. Does now does Peyton start for Golden State? He's well. He started last night. Okay, He's starting but, in this series particularly to guard Morant. Well, he was starting. Yes. Broken elbow, by the way, for those who don't know, uh, after the, the flagrant foul last night, he broke his elbow. So his, his timeline to return is undetermined, but certainly out for the next game. Thank God that no one got hurt with Draymond's f- uh, flagrant foul the day, game before, though. Thank goodness. You know, I, I was worried. I was worried. It, it seems like you're, you've taken this loss personally. No. No, because, I mean, it, it It feels like, in a way, that Golden State... Now, let's think about this. They didn't cover this game. They didn't cover the first game of the series. They didn't cover the last game of the closeout against Denver, right? And they right. lost the game before that. So they've actually gone four straight losers, ATS. Yes. 
And then what did they have? Did they have three straight to begin? Yeah, I think it was three straight winners to begin. So they're now three and four. But it's interesting. Those three wins, everyone, they went from nine to one to three and a half to one to win the title. Now with four straight ATS losses, which is, you know, tantamount to falling short of expectation. Are they back to nine to one? What? How's the title odds looking? Uh, the title odds currently, the Warriors are at three to one, second favorites. Wow, wow! I don't think that's a pretty. I don't think that's a good bet. Okay, you think it is? I mean, I I, I made the me saying it's a good bet or not doesn't change that we made the bet. I, I'm not. I feel th- I'm like not ta- I, hold hold on a second. What are you talking about? I didn't. Are say you anything. talking about the? I'm the saying Suns I don't Warriors think it's bet? a good bet. I asked you what the title odds were. You said three. No, to one. I don't think I the said- Warriors at three to one are a good bet. Okay, boy, you got that. But I've said that a long time ago. You you got that that our bet in your head bad, man. Listen, if you want me to cancel the bet, we can cancel the bet. No, I don't want. want to cancel the bet. All right, well, how's you've asked me that before? You asked me if I if I thought that there was an overreaction to the Warriors start, and I, I in the title odds, I certainly do think there was. I think there was a massive overreaction. Yeah, and I tell you, it's it's a good example. I think in general, and listen, Golden State can still win the title. I mean, they still can win the title. And you know what? It still would be an overreaction. And there, there's a chance that Golden State could have rattled off another four wins instead of, you know, after the 3-0. But in general, a couple of games, and I think it's a good segue to talk about. In, uh, because the thing about these seven-game series, there's going to be emotional ups and downs. There's going to be shooting up and ups and downs. And even if you think back to the classic Lakers-Celtics in the 80s, there was times they'd one team win by 30. Next game, next team, you know, home team wins by 30. And it's not crazy, especially in this high-variance three-point age. And when it's the start of a series or the start of the playoffs, if a team has a game or two that's bad or a game or two that's really good, yeah, it's it's meaningful, but more so mathematically with the series, right? You got to win four. If you win two, hey, you're halfway there. That the other team's got to win. You know, at that point, uh, four. What, what would it be? They got to win four out of the next six, or, or uh, four out of five, I guess. At that point, once you have two wins, yeah. so the to me, yeah, you got to respect the math, no doubt, of the series. But when you have 82 games. And then now we're in the second round, and I'm talking obviously not to you, AJ, but to the listeners, is when you have a situation like that, 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 that there's an extreme result, either good or bad, don't overreact. Because imagine if it was just two weeks ago, in game 77, a team loses by 20. Are you gonna re- How much are you reevaluating that team from one game? Or even two, hardly at all after 80, you know, 82 now and then the first round. So in general, what we saw, and it usually stays like this until there's like a sweep situation, like 3-0, you'll see a, a real adjustment in the line. Or if you have a situation where, and I think Utah was a rare case of this, where you question their focus, their motivation, their will to win. I think Utah had some real questions against Dallas and you saw a major reevaluation 
of Utah in that series, which was right. I mean, that that was unusual in general. Because typically every team has max motivation in the playoffs. Yeah, well, yeah, or at minimum, it's rare that a team seems like they can't wait to get off the floor. I mean, right. I think Dallas being a little flat, or check that, um, uh, Utah being a little flat would have been one thing. It felt like, it felt like they didn't want to be there. And, you know, I think you, at the end, it seemed like that the way they played. You, I can't remember an example of that, quite frankly, in the last couple of years in the playoffs. So that was an extreme case. But let's look at, for example, uh, Brooklyn, a team that was a huge disappointment. But even in game three, the line, you know, they were down 0-2. Game three, it was, you know, before the, the possible sweep, which that will adjust things because of motivation. At that point, they think the team kind of gives up a little bit. Not all teams do, but there's a sense that they do. And you'll see that line from line three, game three to game four is a drastic change, you know, two, three points sometimes or more. I've seen six-point changes if you think the, if the market thinks the other team's going to give up. But other than that, even after a 2-0 start for Boston, the line was effectively the same in game three as it would have been imputed to be if there wasn't the other adjustments that happened with injuries or whatever and sure. zigzag or whatever. So, so effectively, maybe you could have said Boston picked up a half a point, but for the most part, you rarely see much more than that, maybe a point. So even if one team's dominating the other. Now, Golden State against Denver was an example where, what was that, a three-point adjustment, right? It started out minus yep. six and then closed like minus nine the last home game for them, right? Yes. So that was an unusual adjustment and probably too much of an adjustment. And Denver covers the last two of that. Um, but even that one had a sort of an unusual circumstance of a, the, that that group of players playing together for the first time all year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, and, and But again, if it's one or two games, what is it? Or three even, what does it mean? Right. right? S- something, but not everything. Right. And, 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 and you're right. There was probably more to discover about Golden State than there typically would be about a team in the first round of a playoffs. But I would make the case um, Memphis meets that same criteria just because of their lack of experience in the playoffs. So uh, to me, the fact that – and I think we saw it. I mean, the idea that the number two seed is going to be a home underdog in a must-win game in game two – against the three seed. I mean, and, and there's no major injuries on Memphis. I mean, that is saying the regular season doesn't matter. And you know what? I think the line probably should have been Memphis only one. So I think in general, Golden State's the better team. That makes sense. It just, it was that extra. I mean, as you think back in hindsight, if we say home court's three, does it make sense to you that Memphis being minus one at home and being um, plus five on the road. Does that sound right to you? Yes. It does to me too, right? And to me, the difference between the two, the other way, and the one Memphis's way was the value. And, and that's important to understand. In general, all you're doing is getting an extra two, two and a half points if you got a great pick. If you got a great pick. And the only time it matters that you've got the right side is when it falls in that corridor. 
And that's why 55% is the goal. One out of 20 games, it should fall in that corridor. So you go 11 out of 20 instead of 10 out of 20. That's the difference between a professional batter and Barney at the bar. It seems shocking it's that small of a difference. We're straight out of Vegas. What's your main takeaway other than Boston shooting so well, obviously, um, and, and shooting threes that way, it's hard to beat them. Any other takeaways from that game? It just the fact that they didn't seem to miss uh, Marcus Smart, which I thought was going to be a problem for them. Yeah. It surprised me, too. And, and, you know, Giannis had a, a slow start, still finished with 28 points, but not a very efficient night for him. And the the Bucks just did not take advantage of the Celtics being without their best perimeter defender. The fact that they shot, they only hit three, three, three pointers in the whole game on a night where the best perimeter defender was out is, is just mind boggling to me. Okay. So McKenzie, what is our game three line? The Celtics are three point underdogs. They're at Milwaukee for game three. Okay. So this is fascinating. So the first in smart status is questionable. Yes. Okay. You want to check on that? Um, and by the way, where was Morant entering the year? It's funny. I have two rankings, one pure value, one value to the team. 35th value to his team, 40th pure rankings, John Morant entering this season. Wow. He will not skip a chance to make things complicated. <laughs> <laughs> well, where, do you, where would you have him now, McKenzie? 20th. In both? It sounds like a... They, they converged? Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That, so it, it got simpler somehow. Wow. Here's what's fascinating about this Boston line. So three's home court, right? So right now they're saying this is an even series or, or even teams playing in an even series. Okay, fine. But the idea that now that Milwaukee's an even team, and I'm, I'm interested to see smart status because if they're an even team without one of their key guys – Man, does that mean Milwaukee's clearly a better team when they're healthy? Unless if Smart's out, maybe we can kind of even it out. So what's his status? And they have three days off between the games, and Smart says, with those three days off, I'll probably be okay. So doesn't it strike you that this line, with, without Middleton, this line being three is saying Milwaukee's an even team against Boston, even without their third best player? Well, you guys. Think? I mean, that's that's what it sounds like to me. I, well, I mean, it's, it's I, obviously I what it is. It's like the question it, is like the, that seems yeah. like a drastic move to Milwaukee. We, we, were just, we were just talking about the six point swing that we thought would be appropriate for the Grizzlies Warriors. I think a six point swing would be appropriate here, where they're four and a half. They should be one and a half. I don't get the line. I think Milwaukee's overvalued. I think there's value on Boston here. At plus three, which is surprising given what happened last night. You would think. I mean, we haven't seen many complete, you know, obliterations like we saw last night in these playoffs. The fact that there's still, you know, like a, a value on them is is surprising to me. So, Mackenzie, you're saying that you like the you think Boston should be a smaller underdog here. You think Milwaukee's expensive? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I tend to too. I mean, let's think about this. The first entering the first game, Smart was 100% healthy. Now he's a little less healthy. So let's say that that Boston's a little a smidge less than they were. All right. So first game, the spread was Boston by four and a half. Okay. So if we assume a six-point swing, like you said, it would go to one and a half. Now what's happened in the interim? Two blowouts. 
one on each side. So that feels like a toss up. And now it, Smart being a little less healthy, maybe he's a half a point. So I think that could be true. Is it feels like Milwaukee made a statement and everyone reevaluated Boston. And then when Boston made a statement, people are saying it's lucky shooting threes, I think. All right, we're running late. Let's take our first break. When we come back, we'll look at the NFL, and there's been some major news post-draft, but I'm going to give a bonus best bet. I usually don't do this mid-show, but when we come back, I'm giving you an NFL win total I'm playing that's off the draft, and we're fading the draft. Stay tuned. He's R.J. Bell. I'm A.J. Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Cavino and Rich, and if you're traveling to see your favorite team this spring, you have to stay at Graduate Hotels. They're obsessed with college sports. Each Graduate Hotel is like a shrine to its hometown and local college team, but in a good way. Lots of cool details for alumni, vintage sports throwbacks, nods to campus legends, school colors, and mascots. Why would you stay anywhere else? Graduate Hotels is the perfect spot for the next time you go see a game and need somewhere to crash. They have over 30 hotels coast to coast, down south, all over the Midwest, so odds are there's one where you're going, especially for games in the big conferences. You can check out all of Graduate Hotels' locations at graduatehotels.com. And when it's time to book, get up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW, C-R-S-H-O-W. That's good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your stay at graduatehotels.com. Hey, it's Covino and Rich, and much like you, we work hard to try to provide a nice life for ourselves, for our family, for our kids, and we've worked hard to build a nice home. And you want to protect those things. God forbid something happened to you. The things futures are built around are the things worth protecting. Making an estate plan now means gaining security of your assets and peace of mind for you and your loved ones. With Trust & Will, you can create and manage a custom estate plan starting at just $199. Go to trustandwill.com slash crshow for 10% off plus free document shipping. Assure that your family and loved ones avoid lengthy, expensive legal proceedings. The state deciding what happens to your assets, you don't need that. Secure your assets, protect your loved ones with Trust & Will. And again, you're going to get 10% off plus free shipping of your estate plan documents by visiting trustandwill.com slash CR show. That's 10% off and free shipping at trustandwill.com slash CR show. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. It's Cavino and Rich, and you've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuters' comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Bridgestone Tires. 
Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Bridgestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm AJ Hoffman. I'm going to do a best bet. You know, we're going to skip. We'll do the weather. We always got to do the weather, but we'll skip the other stuff. I want to get straight to this best bet because I think it's fascinating because it touches on the approach of the entire league and how one team is going against it. So let's get the temperature, though. What do we got, AJ, on the strip? 81 degrees today. Ooh, and the neon is chugging, chugging. So best bet time. And I'm going with a pick on the Bears. And I'll explain the pick. But I kind of want to lay out why the rationale here. Because it not only backs up the pick, but it tells a bigger, broader story. So... In the NFL, there's two ways to win the Super Bowl. One way is you have a Hall of Fame quarterback. And if you go back through the this century, the Brady era, well, you got Brady with seven, obviously Peyton Manning with two, Aaron Rodgers with one, Big Ben with two, Hall of Famers. Drew Brees. And, uh, Drew Brees. It, it's like there's a handful, you know, we – now. If we want to go back to Tampa Bay and Baltimore early, early this century, it was kind of a different era. But around, you know, because they had uh, some, you know, okay quarterbacks. Uh, Brad Johnson, I think it's fair to say, not a Hall of Famer. And But come 2005 or so, and remember, even though Brady's era started a little before that, he really wasn't a big passer until around that, that, you know, that second and third Super Bowl, he started doing more. And obviously, right before Randy Moss, he started doing a lot more passing. Brady was a game manager effectively before that. And even though Peyton Manning had emerged, he got into the level of being like killing it every year in that era, 2005 or so. So if you go from then on, man, except for Nick Foles, and we can debate Flacco, there's not a lot of non-elite, you know, it's elite, 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 Hall of Fame kind of elite with almost all the wins. Russell Wilson at the time, maybe not, but, you know, obviously he was on the cusp of it, being elite. And he was elite, I think. He wasn't Hall of Fame at that point, but okay. So if you don't have a Hall of Famer, though, the other way to win, and this hasn't happened a ton, but maybe Russell Wilson meets this criteria, which is you have a quarterback on a rookie deal. And it's a little confusing with Russell because it's like he probably could be both if he won it later, but now he won it early. And the fact is, Big Ben, the first one for sure, it was a rookie deal kind of situation. I mean, not just because he was on a rookie deal, but because he he didn't play well in Super Bowl 40 at all. And he was okay early in his career. He was a game manager, though. And... Why, though, does the rookie deal matter? Because it, it, the quarterbacks are so cheap. 
you can spend money elsewhere. And we saw it even with Patrick Mahomes, you know, great quarterback, but he was on the rookie deal and they're spending a bunch of money on Frank Clark and and, and they were able to uh, have Ty, uh, Tyreek. And it's like, it's like all of a sudden Mahomes gets the raise, gets the 40 plus million a year and Hill's gone. And it's like, why? Because you can't have both a Hall of Fame or or a forty plus million dollar quarterback and a twenty five million dollar receiver. I mean, Aaron Rodgers and Adams, same thing, right? His contract went up. Adams wants more. He has to go. That's the beauty of the salary cap. In theory, you only pay the quarterbacks that much money that are able to carry a team, and they don't need as much support. And it does, again, make what the Patriots did so amazing for all those years. Though Brady took a little less money and it helped. He Still, he was getting paid $25 plus million in an era when 33 was the high. So that difference mattered. But it's hard. And that's why the Patriots would usually let guys go a year early. And they were trading guys that were superstars or at least, you know, really good. Chandler Jones being an example of that. And uh, there's you know, many examples of it. So if you look at the rookie quarterbacks now and accept that that's a way to advance, that's a way to win a Super Bowl, you look at the Chargers and you think, nah, man, they look good, right? They got a lot of money to spend. Yeah. Herbert's elite. You got a coach in his second year. You know, AJ, you've been a fan of the Chargers stronger than me, but I I see it. I think they're one of the surprise. You know, they're gonna. You know, Colin today or yesterday was saying he thought the Raiders and the Chargers were about equal teams. I totally disagree with that. I think the Chargers are are, are just two steps probably better. I actually like the Chargers better than I like Denver, and and most people don't. But it's all about the rookie quarterback and they got the, and how good he is. All right, so now we're gonna go to the Bears. But I'm gonna oh, go ahead. No, I was I was just laughing because we're going from Justin Herbert to Justin Fields. Except that's the thing. I'm gonna correct AJ about him <laughs> acting like there's a huge difference there. There's a difference, there's a big difference, but it's not huge. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Yo, I'm AJ Hoffman. He's the voice of Vegas, RJ Bell. All right, here's the thing. I'll, let's get to the NFL. That's what I understand. And here's AJ where I think you're wrong. I think Herbs, as you call him, Herbert, is certainly a top six or seven or eight quarterback right now. He's in that second tier of the, the super elites, and he's not that far. From that top tier. And Last, being on that rookie contract makes him almost top tier just on that alone. Well, again, if we were debating his, the value relative to contract, which no one debates that with quarterbacks. I mean, but but in general, I agree with you. Is If I could have any quarterback right now for the next three years, uh, well, you know, the 50-year option is a little bit more expensive or, you know, a lot more expensive. But still, that 50-year option is not so bad. And even if they sign him before, which they probably will, um, they can they can use that 50-year option figure, roll it into the contract, and, and yep. they can decide when it's going to be a big cap hit. So, yeah, I think that's a fair statement. If you have any quarterback right now who's bringing the most value to a team, Relative to their salary, I would say Herbs is going to be number one. Uh, Joe, Joe Burrow probably in that conversation as well. Same draft class. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. So, 
Huh. Huh. I'm going to have to give those two right there 1A, 1B. And I, I Personally, if it was for one year, I, I would take Burrow. If it was for a career, I'd take Herbert just because of the injury risk. It just feels like Burrow's yeah. knees are going to be a problem. And, you know, so far, Herbert hasn't. So with Fields, well, let's do this. Let's take our final break. When we come back, I'll explain the where I think Fields is underrated. But then I'll make my bet on the Bears because I think what they did to back him up is the to support him is the issue. Stay tuned. When he's R.J. Bell, I'm A.J. Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Right out of Vegas! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, it's Cavino and Rich. And if you're traveling to see your favorite team this spring, you have to stay at Graduate Hotels. They're obsessed with college sports. Each Graduate Hotel is like a shrine to its hometown and local college team, but in a good way. Lots of cool details for alumni, vintage sports throwbacks, nods to campus legends, school colors, and mascots. Why would you stay anywhere else? Graduate Hotels is the perfect spot for the next time you go see a game and need somewhere to crash. They have over 30 hotels coast to coast, down south, all over the Midwest, so odds are there's one where you're going, especially for games in the big conferences. You can check out all of Graduate Hotels' locations at graduatehotels.com. And when it's time to book, get up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW, C-R-S-H-O-W. That's good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your stay at graduatehotels.com. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. It's Cavino and Rich, and you've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuters' comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of General Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their general tires test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> 
Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my day. <laughs> I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm A.J. Hoffman. Okay, so Justin Fields and I've got a best bet in the NFL I'm giving you as we speak. And then we'll have a quick preview of the two NBA games tonight. Okay, so the Bears, Justin Fields, he started off bad. right? Whatever you want to say about Nagy, you know, making mistakes with schemes. I don't know. I'm not in a position to know that. But he, his numbers, Justin Fields were bad. But as you got to the second half of the year – there was one thing that was really impressive with Fields, which was his uh, big-time throw rate, which is a PFF stat. But it's just another way of saying he made a lot of tough professional NFL throws. He wasn't just a game manager. He made a lot of mistakes, but typically with rookie quarterbacks, what you're afraid of is what you saw with Tua, a guy that made a fair amount of mistakes but also didn't have a lot of big throws because you can get rid of the mistakes. But if you don't have the big throws, it's hard to add them. And what, what at least gives people some optimism about Fields is he had the big throws. He just had too many mistakes. But this is where the pick comes from. If you look at – there's 16 teams in the NFL with questionable quarterbacks, either second-year quarterbacks, rookie quarterbacks, lesser quarterbacks. And there's 16 I've assessed that have really solid quarterbacks. The one that's right on the border, New England, you could say Mac Jones is more solid. But the fact is I'm going to call him a second-year quarterback, which he is, and put him in the first category. So it's 16-16. Okay. If you look at the top 11 teams that spent the most draft capital on offense, 10 of those teams have problems at quarterback. They got the question mark at quarterback. So 10 of the 16 said, we got to help our guy. He's a rookie. He's whatever. We got to help him. The one exception was Tennessee, and they're trying to replace A.J. Brown. They got an extra pick to spend more. So it made sense, right? Okay. Then if you look at the teams that didn't spend a lot, you have a team like Detroit who's kind of looking a couple years ahead. They're kind of – it's like they're not really worried about this given year and supporting a quarterback. They don't think he's going to be there, Goff. And then you look at a situation where the Eagles – but the Eagles had just traded for A.J. Brown. So that kind of makes sense. The 49ers, they spent more on offense than defense. They didn't have a lot of offense or defense because of the trade. Now there's two teams left, Jacksonville, and I thought that was a good, you know, Scott Seidenberg made a good point uh, later, I think, I don't think it was on the show, he was talking about how if you look at the free agency and the different other signings at Jacksonville, it was very offensive-centric, and that And leaves, Travis Etienne coming back, you mentioned the, the yes, run, great, first round running back from last year. Great point, who didn't play, so it's like a fresh new first-round pick, so the one team that doesn't have any excuses was the Bears. The Bears did not spend hardly anything on offense. They spent massively on defense. 
And to me, it's a sign of them giving up on fields in a way or minimum not backing him with the support he should. So I'm going with under. I think this is a sign of a not tanking, but this is a lost year for the Bears, a rebuilding year. So I'm going under seven, under seven season win total. Best bet. Okay, AJ, why don't you hit us with our two NBA games? Yeah, the 76ers now seven and a half point dogs. The line has moved tonight again, game two against Miami. And I think that move is the key. So after Miami looked so good, game one line before that was seven and a half without Embiid. When they opened up game two, they made it nine. That was them saying, we didn't give Embiid enough credit. And the batters have said, nah, we'll take the Sixers. Bat, 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 bat. It's gone from nine to eight and a half to eight to seven and a half, right where it was in game one. This doesn't give Embiid much value. I don't understand it. I lean Miami here. Next game. The Phoenix Suns, six-point favorites once again, hosting the Dallas Mavericks in game two. Now, we talk about the zigzag all the time. And what the zigzag tells us is if a team loses game one, they have extra motivation. And in theory, the line's supposed to move a little bit in that direction where it's saying, hey, now Dallas is going to try to really try extra hard and maybe Phoenix gets a little lackadaisical. But the fact that this line favored by six of signs is the same line as game one, which is saying, hey, there is no zigzag. It's a sign that the Phoenix Suns have been upgraded just a little bit relative to Dallas compared to game one. Thus, that upgrade evens out with the zigzag. I am going to lean Phoenix, but just a re- real slight lean. Not much there. The thing that surprised me about that was we, we found out yesterday that Dallas won that game via shot quality. So you would think maybe there would be a downgrade on, on their despite the win. All right. If you missed any of today's show, including a discussion on John Morant's emergence to superstardom, you can check out the podcast at FoxSportsRadio.com. We're back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 o'clock Vegas time. He's R.J. Bell. I'm A.J. Hoffman. We are straight out of Vegas right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services.
This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.